0: Welcome to the Movie Journey Podcast, where we break down every movie from the IMDb Top 250 list, giving our own thoughts and reviews and any general discussion along the way. My name is Daniel Henderson, the host of The One Podcast to Rule Them All. And my axe. (laughs) Wow! Oh man, that, that might be your best one yet You Never. like that? That was amazing <laughs> <laughs> And today we are breaking down Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, part one Because this is going to be a two-parter breakdown
1: Yes it is, uh, as we did with Pulp Fiction, which isn't even a long movie But this, 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 this is, is a long movie This is this is uh, three hours and, what was it, 48 minutes? Yeah,
0: especially when we're breaking down the extended version yeah.
1: My first note, three hours, 48 minutes. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Hendo. Other than that, what else have we got on today? Well, we've got a question of the week this week, which is, what is your favourite film adapted from a novel? Not a comic book.
1: And not a novella either, Hendo. Yes. Yeah, so before you
0: try and slip that one in. No, no. I think I told you not a novella. Thank you very much. Well, it's close to novel. <laughs> I mean, it's there's a la. So it doesn't count. Brilliant. And then after that, of course, we give our top five for that and our competition winner for our Facebook listener community and our patrons. We've got a couple of best 2010s film tournament results to get through. And then after that, we'll find out what movie we're breaking down next week. Spoiler alert, it's The Fellowship of the Ring.
1: <laughs>
0: but before all that...
1: Give me the update.
0: I feel like it's been a while, Hendo. It has been a couple of weeks. What's going on on the IMDb top two fifty list? All right, Parasite has dropped down one more spot. Is to that be- it? Yep, the twenty-six, bringing Star Wars: A New Hope up to twenty-five. Back to the Future and the pianist of swapped spots from 37 to 38, Joker, has also gone down one spot to 48, bringing up a once upon a time in the West up yes, to 47. That's pretty good. Yeah. I would
1: have I would have guessed that would drop more than one spot.
0: No, nah, I feel like it starts to peak around that Oscar series, and then when the Oscars are done, it has this little dip, and then that's it. No one's talking about it anymore. Speaking of which, 1917 has dropped down 10 spots to <laughs> 73. <laughs> Way to uh,
1: back up your yes. argument.
0: <laughs> also in that talk, Ford v Ferrari has gone down six spots to 190. Your favourite, Ben-Hur, is up three spots to 212. Come on. Who is
1: actually going in, firstly, watching this, and secondly, logging it on IMDb,
0: right? And maybe now. they listened to our amazing breakdown of it way back in the day. Like, you know what, Dean and Daniel, you're wrong. You were positive, weren't you? Positive-ish. I feel like you are pretty positive. More positive than you, I'll tell you I that. I feel like you're
1: almost always positive. Is that not a bad thing? I mean, yeah, I would say it is a bad thing.
0: Yeah, I said that wrong, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, White Heat has gone down six spots to 243, and your one of your actual favourites, Groundhog Day, is now back out of the list. Oh well, that's fine. We already did the podcast.
1: That's the main thing. All right, enough of that, though. Before we get into Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, just a quick heads up. We will be spoiling it from almost right now. So if you haven't had a chance to see it, you've been warned. Hendo, are we spoiling the trilogy in this episode, though? Just
0: in case, here's your spoiler warning for the trilogy.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's wise. Yeah, just in case. Just in case, if you haven't seen the entire trilogy, we're gonna spoil
0: that. Because I feel like Dean would be a dick and just spoil something in the future movies anyway, just to just to be a dick about it. If if we said no, we're not gonna spoil the other two. Like, well, in Return of the King, when this, oh my god, when when have I ever done that? When have we talked about a movie series like this so far? Hmm.
1: Terminator, Alien. Batman begins.
0: We've done a few. Not like this, this recurring story, Not like basically. Not like, Not like this. The Matrix. <laughs> well the Matrix. Well anyway, let's get into Lord of, of prob- the Rings. We probably did spoil the Matrix. <laughs> but who fucking cares yeah, that's different? <laughs> anyway, let's get into Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. This is the one ring forged by the Dark Lord Saron. Cover all the lands of a second darkness. He's seeking it. Seeking it all. His thought is bent on it. No
1: one knows it's here, do they? Do they, Gandalf?
0: So, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring is a 2001 epic fantasy adventure film directed by Peter Jackson based on the first volume of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings. The film is the first installment in The Lord of the Rings trilogy and features an ensemble cast including Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, Liv Tyler, Viggo Mortensen, Sean Astin, Cate Blanchett, John Reese davies Billy Boyd, Dominic Monaghan, Orlando Bloom, Christopher Lee, Hugo Weaving, Sean Bean, Ian Holm, and Andy Serkis. Isn't it Sean Austin? No, I think it's Astin. Is it? A-S-T-I-N? I've always thought... It was Austin. Why would you think that? I don't know. Was it that silent you you kept
1: seeing? Yes, it was a silent slash invisible you. That's better. That doesn't make any sense.
0: (laughs) All right, so we always talk about
1: casting And that's here. A, for, uh, oh, oh, no, we're not going to talk about casting, up, are we?
0: Back up. He's going to interrupt me again. That is
1: Sir Ian McKellen to you, you pleb. Show some respect.
0: Well, I think I need to call IMDb and get them to confirm that. Actually, no, that was on Wikipedia, you bastards. I don't blame them. I will right. blame them.
1: If you get poor research done, that is your fault, not theirs. Well, as opposed to no research by you. Hey, I've I've got some trivia bits well, here. What was,
0: your, what was your notes? It's Sir, it's Sir Ian McKellen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was, this goes for 3 hours and 48 minutes. Bravo. <laughs> but, so wait, hey,
0: wait, wait, let's talk about casting, okay? Do you know who was originally Aragorn? Stuart Townsend. Very
1: good. From Queen of the Damned. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Anything else? Nope, that's about it. Yeah, what gets me is, like, he was there. They yeah. filmed for four days with Stuart Townsend before. I mean, kudos to Peter Jackson for actually thinking- you know, he's probably not right, and then actually going through and being like, "Listen, like there must be contracts and everything signed. Ooh, yeah. This would have cost the company, a would lot have, of yeah. You would
0: have to be bought out to. to I get mean, out a of lot movie. of money.
1: How much were they paying Stuart Townsend? Although, knows? actually, I wanted to get to this.
0: Well, let's do it now then.
1: So, let's talk about a movie like The Matrix. Say, right? They make The Matrix. Mm-hmm. They sign on Keanu Reeves. For whatever amount. Let's say he got, I don't know, $10 million. Yep. The Matrix is an enormous hit. Mm-hmm. His next paycheck for Reloaded, surely triple that. Oh, for sure. At least. Did Peter Jackson and co. actually get away with this, you know, occurrence when their movies are big and their sequels, they
0: have to pay more by filming them all at once? I think they got into a three co- three movie contract deal. Yeah.
1: So, it's not like they would renegotiate their 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 fee after the success of the first no, Lord of the Rings. No,
0: no. I think there might be some stipulation that they get, you know, this amount of the and and bar and and, you know, judging by how much the movie makes if it's a big success, they get this. Or if it, if it's not as big of a success, they get this instead. I would be so curious to
1: see how those act- how those contracts actually looked, especially for someone like Orlando Bloom, mm. who was literally no one. He hadn't even finished like drama school. He was like four days, yeah, off a couple of days out drama school, and he, he lands the role of Legolas. He became a heartthrob. I remember like you know all the teen magazines and all that like posters of him. You got all like, your subscription magazines all, of, magazine all over my bedroom walls. Like they were <laughs> everywhere.
0: I was a John Chris Davies, man, <laughs> myself, uh, uh,
1: but like, is that something that they just have to wait until after the movies are out and make other movies and bank on that success?
0: It very well could be, Dean. I don't know, I just thought it was an interesting. No, it is, up. it is very interesting.
1: But then you got someone like, you know, Jonathan Rhys Davies, who, would, you know, like, yes, he's obviously very popular as Gimli, but that's not a role where you take that popularity and then go make money in a heap of other movies.
0: No. And what else did he do after this? Nothing. Sliders. The Hobbit. Well, there's Sliders. That was before this. I know, but no. he was in a Bond film too. Any, any excuse to mention Sliders. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, Stuart Townsend, he was relieved of his duties of Aragorn, and they brought him Viggo Mortensen, who didn't know anything about the, the books or anything anything about the movies whatsoever. It was actually his son who convinced him to go and become Aragorn because he was a big fan of the books.
1: Yeah, I wonder where they found Viggo Mortensen. Probably through his agent. I mean, it's a big commitment. They filmed, everyone. They filmed for like 237 days, was it? I believe it's the same as Apocalypse Now. Across like 16 months as well.
0: 274 days in 16 months, yes. That's a long commitment. Speaking of that, you just mentioned Apocalypse Now. That's one movie and it took that long. Yeah, bloody but- Coppola. Bloody Brando.
1: I blame Sheen. What? He was, he was a bit sick. He was a bit under the weather when they made that 16 film. 16 months sick. Well, it, you know, there's no uh, time on addiction, Hendo.
0: Let's just let's just bring down the mood immediately. <laughs> wow, let's get back to Lord of the Rings, <laughs> shall we? I mentioned that Viggo Mortensen hadn't read the books or knew anything about it. Neither did Ian McKellen. He hadn't read the books uh, when Peter Jackson asked him to play Gandalf. He took on the role because of Jackson's enthusiasm. For the movie.
1: Yeah, you gotta wonder. Just how enthusiastic he must have been!
0: Oh, he would have been so enthusiastic to be this. the
1: only reason, you know, of note that he would say yes to this. Because he, like, he's an older gentleman now, mm-hmm. obviously a very well-established actor. He doesn't need to do this. This
0: was this was huge. Well, what about Christopher Lee? He was the only one of the people who I've just mentioned who had read the Lord of the Rings many, many times. He's the only one who actually met JRR talking.
1: Yeah, which is pretty amazing. And also, he was the very first person cast. Yeah, he was. Wrong. Right into it immediately. And he was also super pissed off, apparently, because he wanted to be Gandalf.
0: Do you think his nerves calmed down when he got Saruman instead? Like, no. After- afterwards, like, oh, well, I'll, t- I'll take that. Like, I'm going to be in the movies. Come no, on. he really
1: wanted to be Gandalf.
0: But he took the role.
1: And even, like, I-, <laughs> I remember reading that, you know, like, Peter Jackson would be giving him some direction about Saruman, and he'd just be like, no, 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 Saruman is not an evil man.
0: I've read the book, sir. It's like,
1: fuck off, you are known for playing nothing but villains. Yeah, Don't exactly. talk to me about <laughs> not an evil man. <laughs> Did you see who was offered
0: the role of uh, Gandalf at one point before Ian McKellen? Uh, Remind me. Sean Connery. Ugh. He, oh, God. He turned it down. Thank fuck. Because he apparently Me- didn't understand the story. Maybe he didn't want to work with Stuart Townsend again. Again? I think they might have done that movie after the fact. Really? Yeah, I think that was 2001. And this one would have been started filming what? Uh, 90- 99, maybe? 97, 98? Uh, it was around the time, because didn't we mention during our X-Men series that Ian McKellen was recording? He did his scenes of Magneto and then went over to do Lord of the Rings around 99, because X-Men came out in 2000. Okay. That sounds right. Still a Looking at some of these actors here, Sean Astin uh, gained 30 pounds for the role of Samwise Gamgee. You seen him in other things?
1: Sorry, i mean in Rudy. I haven't seen Rudy. Really? Mm. Rudy, man. The little train that could.
0: Wow. I
1: don't know. What's the expression? That's, the that that is an expression. The, the
0: little engine that could. That's I think close it to it. Yeah, that could be the right right one actually. Yeah. Ironically, John Reese Davies. Who- now you're
1: you're a big sports movie fan, aren't you?
0: More than you. I think you
1: would quite appreciate Rudy. That was a a year ten school movie. It's for an American us.
0: football movie, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but it's so much more. It's about the human spirit, Hendo. The human spirit. Oh, I love it then. Because you are just overflowing. Oh, spirit. for sure!
0: I just love the human spirit. We mentioned John Rhys Davies. He's playing the uh, the dwarf in this film. Obviously, ironically, he is the tallest of the actors in the fellowship.
1: That is ironic. He's six one. Which You've is, done
0: your research which this time is, around. I told you. Ya, can, you can I tell I which films you. you love.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even looking at notes now. I've absorbed all of this information. And you should see the look on Hendo's face. He's just so shocked every time I have something to add in the trivia section.
0: Go on trivia, man.
1: You go for it. No, the pressure's too great. Because
0: you're always like, you do the trivia and then I can react to it. And I'm like, <laughs> I do the trivia. Like, oh, no, by the way, sir, I have trivia for you.
1: <laughs> Speaking of John Rhys-Davies...
0: This is my next trivia I was going to say?
1: The entire nine of the fellowship actually went out and got a tattoo of the Elvish word for nine. Yes. Except John Rhys Davies who sent his stuntman in to get it done instead and the theory is or the belief is that John Rhys Davies suffered so much like physical trauma from receiving all the, the prosthetics the prosthetics. Yes. He had a bad reaction to it and he struggled on set a lot of the time that he actually didn't get to hang out with mm. the other members of the fellowship nearly as much as his stuntman who obviously bonded with them yeah. and felt like more of that team than he
0: did. He couldn't actually film on consecutive days. He'd have to get his prosthetics, film for that one day, and then have a day off for his body to rest. Did you see who else got a tattoo? I saw Peter Jackson got one, but it was for the 10. 10? Yeah. Because he's the 10th member. That's right. The spiritual member, you could say. So obviously, there's a bit of computer generated What's it, Images? That's what it is. That's CGI. I
1: go with computer generated
0: images? I was going infra- to say information. CGI. A lot of high tech tasks here, and they used a computer program called Massive. Massive. It's massive made all the armies of orcs, elves, and humans. They made these creations so they could think and battle independently and identify if it was a friend or a foe they were fighting against thanks to these uh, individual fields of vision. Peter Jackson's team could click on one creature in the crowd and basically see through their eyes, and each individual Character in there had their own fighting styles too. Very, very complex, especially for two thousand and one.
1: Yeah, massively complex. It sounds like uh, like a computer game because they they could like increase people's fighting ability. And- like World of
0: Warcraft or something.
1: I remember playing Warcraft two. I want to say back in the day.
0: Never played it. I was probably like nine, maybe eleven. Not ten. It's either nine or eleven. It was absolutely not ten. Nah,
1: definitely not ten. Ten was a big year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no Double time for digits. Warcraft. <laughs> So the cast often had to fly to remote shoot locations by helicopter, which was unfortunate for Sean Bean because he was afraid of flying, and he wouldn't. It would only do it unless absolutely necessary. So, especially-
1: in, fan- in fairness, so if you are someone who dies as often as Sean Bean, you probably would have a fair fair amount of fears, especially of flying.
0: He takes those roles. He knows what he's getting into. I don't think he does. I reckon that's a surprise. Every single at the, time, at
1: the end of every movie, he just does not read the script. He's like, "Oh, what." <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, looking at more locations here, Hobbiton was actually made a year before production began to make it look like a natural lived in place, complete with real vegetable patches. And the Greens Department regulated the length of the grass by having sheep eat it.
1: How would having sheep eat it regulate the length of grass? Wouldn't a mower that you could set
0: to a certain Do you length- think Hobbiton had lawn mowers back in the day? The grass would be uneven with the sheep eating it. But yeah, I can't you have said, a perfectly they cut regu- grass. Let's get you the mate. He said they regulate the length of the grass. Yeah, by having the sheep eat it. So just randomly,
1: whatever the sheep decide is how they yeah, regulate it. Yeah, so it looks it. like
0: an old field. It doesn't sound very regulated. Uh, I think it's better than having a lawnmower out from the old hobbits.
1: I'm not saying it would look better as a mowed lawn. I'm saying the opposite. It's great what they did. I love that they did it and then left it free. Would you rather
0: be regulated by not having the sheep eat it?
1: It's just, it doesn't sound like it's the right right way of saying how it. How would you do it? I would the big shear, as... the big manual shear, Or like the uh, Grim Reaper. Yeah, that scythe. thing. The scythe. scythe. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, That'd be pretty cool. You is that get what they, the is that they used in that prison movie we watched that time? Oh, Cool Hand Luke. There it is.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think it was. Yeah, it
1: definitely was. I love some scythe action.
0: I don't even know what that means. Is that a little, like a double entendre you're going for there?
1: I mean, half the things I say, I just <laughs> hope that it can be taken a different <laughs> way. <laughs> I just drop it and walk away. There's sometimes
0: when you say something and you just sit there and start with a big grin on your face like, yeah, that's right. So there were quite a bit of injuries on set. Orlando Bloom, he broke a rib doing some of the stunts that he would do. He actually did most of his stunts in the movie.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I think watching some CGI would uh, beg to differ.
0: CGI is interesting in this film
1: orlando bloom some of his creature riding that we will see is ridiculous
0: yes that is true
1: and it only gets worse i'll looking at you right, you right now looking at you elephant looking at you weird dog things in the two towers as well <laughs> it is it is ridiculous so yeah he does his own stunts what is he jumping on
0: he's probably jumping on the fake monster yes Fake. It's probably made But of he's still bone. jumping on something massive. Yeah. Liv Tyler accidentally stabbed herself in the right thigh. I mean, that was her fault. That's true. But they're all her. They're all these people's They're fault. all Liv Tyler's fault. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Liv. You made Orlando Bloom crack a rib. Oh, oh, oh. I like, go uh, Bob Fiction? Oh. And he cracked a rib? Love you on. Yeah, And uh, Viggo Mortensen chipped a tooth while filming a fight sequence. He actually just wanted a Peter Jackson. Giving No. <laughs> He actually wanted Peter Jackson to superglue back on so that he could finish the scene, but Jackson took him to the dentist on their lunch break, had it patched up, and he returned to the set that afternoon.
1: Sorry, but- that's That just seems so odd. Like, you chip a tooth and just have it patched up.
0: Yeah, just yep, just get the dentist glue. Do you think there were many dentists in Hobbiton? Maybe they had a dentist on standby. They had such a massive crew. Why not have a dentist? They probably have a doctor on standby. Why not have a dentist? I don't
1: know. Hey, don't look at me. I'm not, you know. Uh, who am I going to look at? I'm not anti-dentite or anything.
0: Anti-dentite. Look at you. Big grin again. <laughs>
1: I just love dropping these little references. Someone at listening will be like, hey. Yeah, we'll that's get f-
0: that one comment. I get it.
1: <laughs> and by the time I read that comment, I'll, I'll message <laughs> i and be like, you what? know what the fuck they're talking about? <laughs> what the fuck is Dentite?
0: <laughs> So, there were over 12.5 million plastic rings used to make the chain mail for the movie.
1: Yeah, not exactly where you would think the end of that sentence would go when you started it. Right, we've got this movie. It's called Lord of the Rings. We want you to make 12,000 rings. Ooh, to make armour. Ah. Huh. Apparently, 12,000 rings, you said. 12 million. 12 and a half million. Sorry, 12 and a half million. Apparently, they were so abused basically with their poor work conditions that they all (laughs) lost all their fingertips, a la Will Smith. Is it fingertips or
0: fingerprints? Same thing. Is it?
1: I don't think it is. It's like Will Smith
0: in Men in Black. (laughs) He didn't lose his fingertips. He still has his whole fingers. He just loses his fingerprints. The same thing. No, it's not. It is not anywhere close to the same thing.
1: I mean, you can't say it's not close. It's literally. I was just <laughs> fingering it. <laughs> it's literally around the exact same tiny area on,
0: on everyone. <laughs> not even close. So, it is common practice for a big budget film to have more than one unit shooting at any given time. Usually two or three. Do you know how many this movie had? 17. You're a bit off. Seven. Yeah, five to seven units were shooting at one individual time. Can you ask me again? No. One unit to rule them
1: all. Should have been my answer. I'll do better next time.
0: (laughs) But this was released on the 13th of December in 2001 with an original runtime of 178 minutes, 228 for the Blu-ray Extended Edition. The original cut actually ran for four hours and 30 minutes.
1: Do you know when these were released in Australia? No. They released the same day every year.
0: Would it be Boxing Day? Yes, it was. Yeah, Boxing Day. Good time, I reckon.
1: Yep. I went with Same Friend every year.
0: It was a good time. You can't even remember their name anymore.
1: Well, I do no, but it was Sam. Okay. He's not listening. It's okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this film was the only one I didn't see at the cinema. I saw the other two. I saw this at home many months later. Ouch. Hmm. No I wonder kidding.
1: you never watched it again.
0: No, this is the one I've seen twice.
1: So, this this was your third viewing. This is my third viewing. But first for the extended. Yes. See, so it's weird. It must be different for you because when I watch this, I actually watch the, the-, the theatrical the majority of times I've seen this. Yeah. So, I'm watching this. I'm like, this scene's new. This scene's new. This scene's new. This scene's new.
0: There were scenes I remembered, but there were scenes that I was watching. I'm like, I feel like this is an extended scene. like I don't feel like this would be in the movie. Yeah,
1: some of the extended scenes are like, well, this is pointless.
0: Yeah, like just general talking. and I'm like, I don't think that was in there. Well, there is, there is some talking in the theatrical one, Hendo. Just a little though? A little talking. you telling me it wasn't just epic battles and, and ring talk? I mean, ring talk is talk, but all right, let's move on. What's the tagline for this film? One ring to rule them all. Yeah, pretty it- I- pretty iconic. Yeah, nice. Budget, $93 million, and in America, oh. grossed $316 million, and worldwide, grossed $888 million. Holy shit.
1: wonder how they broke down the budget per film.
0: Well, they split it into three.
1: You reckon they just made all three films, so the budget's the same? Well, it was all made together. Hold on. So the budget for each film's the same?
0: I mean, I feel like they wouldn't have a, a budget for each movie, movie, if they did it all together, they were were shooting scenes like from Two Towers. Yeah, I know. That's my point. So, they just said, this is the budget total. Let's break it down to three. I reckon you're going to be wrong. I reckon when we do- Do you already know
1: this? No, I don't. But I I just- I cannot imagine it's going to be 93 for each
0: film. Do you want to look at it now, or should we wait in a couple of weeks? I want to look at it. You're going to forget, by the way. Then you can tell me again. Probably like, budget of 110. That's nice. (laughs) So, obviously, this was a massive, massive success for this first film. It was estimated that filming the trilogy pumped about $200 million into the New Zealand economy. It was so popular, in fact, that New Zealand had to appoint a minister. Stop taking my trivia!
1: (laughs) You need to stop interrupting me when I'm providing such gold of trivia. (laughs) Uh, they had to appoint a minister for the Lord of the Rings whose sole job was to exploit and make money from this huge juggernaut.
0: <laughs> no, very good. What about Oscar potential, Dean? Do you know any do you remember anything about this? Did you, you look up any Oscar talk? Won four Oscars. It did win four. Out of how many noms? Yeah, I'd struggle here. Maybe nine? Thirteen overall nominations. Wow. Nine noms it didn't get. It lost Best Adapted Screenplay to A Beautiful Mind. Best Art Direction in the Set Decoration category to Moulin Rouge. Best Costume Design it lost to Moulin Rouge. Best Film Editing to Black Hawk Down. Best Original Song. It was nominated for May It Be. I'm guessing that's the credit song. That, that is a guess. Is that the only song in the film? I have no idea. I don't think there was. Play- I don't think they were playing many songs is in the film. Is that Enya? Yes, it was Enya. Okay. It lost to Randy Newman for Monsters, Inc. <laughs> if I Didn't Have You. <laughs> okay. It lost Best Sound to Black Hawk Down. Ian McKellen lost Best Supporting Actor to Jim Broadbent in Iris. Mm. Have you seen Iris? No. Me neither. Don't plan to. Peter Jackson lost Best Director to Ron Howard for A Beautiful Mind. And it lost Best Picture to A Beautiful Mind. There's a lot wrong in everything you just said then. Yeah. It lost, it lost, it lost, it lost, it lost. Lots of stuff that I said that was incorrect. Four things I'm going to say that are correct, though, are the four wins. Best Cinematography for Andrew Lesney. Now, the other two were not nominated. What? For Best Cinematography. What? What? Yeah, I will find this out in the future, but I feel like this might have been, well, you did it all together in one go. It's the same work? Maybe.
1: That doesn't make sense, because all of it was made at the same time.
0: Well, I looked ahead to Return of the King. It won everything it was nominated for. It was not nominated for cinematography. That is crazy. Hmm. But it did win Best Makeup. It won Best Original score. Hold on. Maybe it was just up against better competition the other years.
1: Was it nominated? No. 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 Okay. That's weird. Yeah. I feel like it has something to do with that. Yeah. Sorry, you're going best score at one.
0: Yes, for Howard Shaw.
1: Now, I am sure
0: that this score mm. is phenomenal. The difference here between the score and the cinematography is Howard Shaw won again for Best Original Score in Return of the King. He won for Best Original Song in Return of the King. He also got a nomination for Hugo as well in the future. Was the score the same? I mean, you've seen it more times than me. I haven't seen it in like 17 years. So. I mean, the main theme.
1: The, I mean, I, I would say the score would be the same. Yeah, if
0: they're cancelling they, the cinematography. I mean, the,
1: there would be certain themes that would come up throughout mm. the three, but I would say the majority of the music would be Almost
0: the same. I don't know. Maybe the score changes based off, like, the different battles along the way. Something to look out for. For you to look out for. Are you not going to look out for it when you watch The Two No, Cowboys? I look out for enough already, okay?
1: So, you're not going to look out for I'll it? I'll
0: try and look out for it.
1: You're going to watch this movie and you're not going to listen to the music. I'm going to
0: try and listen to it and you're going to completely forget about Why this talk. do you talk. watch
1: these movies on mute? What do you mean you get try and listen?
0: Imagine trying to watch this movie on mute. Would you or Would you rather watch this movie with no screen or no sound? No sound. Yeah, me too. Wait, wait. What sort of a question is that Oh. Damn it. <laughs> I know you too well. And it also won for best visual effects. The CGI. That's right. It's that troll that really pushed it over the edge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Dean, let's take a look at the history of the Fellowship of the Ring in the IMDb Top 250 list.
1: Oh, I thought we were getting into the Kate Blanchett
0: stuff. No, not yet. <laughs> This debuted in The List on the 1st of January 2002 at number one. Nice. How many movies could we say that for? Maybe Star Wars when The List debuted, because that was the number one film when IMDb Top 250 debuted.
1: So, at least three.
0: Where's the third? Shawshank? No, Shawshank would have been in The List. It didn't debut at number one.
1: Ah, I see. I was asking you a question that was different to what you were answering.
0: Maybe the next two Lord of the Rings might debut at number one. Who knows? We'll find out soon, won't we? We will. We will. But, obviously, number one it debuted at. Where did the Dark Knight debut? I'm not doing that. It's not the Dark Knight breakdown. <laughs> was it number one? I don't know. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I
1: reckon it'd be top
0: three. <laughs> we'll find out in our Dark Knight breakdown, won't we? Why didn't we do the
1: Nolan trilogy as a consecutive hit? like? Because I it? didn't
0: want to do the Dark Knight Rises so quickly.
1: Hey, I'm looking forward to you watching that, so you can finally appreciate it for the masterpiece it is.
0: See, I talk smack about it to you, but I do give it four stars. Only
1: four? Only one Why Why do do you hate hate it
0: it so much? Why did you give it four stars? (gasps) But back to Fellowship of the Ring. Debuted at number one and then spent the next seven years dropping down to number 22 before it rose all the way back up to number 11, where it stayed there for about six years to where it peaked one more spot early this year at number 10 with an 8.8, over 1.5 million ratings. Number 10.
1: Yes. Did it knock out Fight Club?
0: Yes, it did. Son of a bitch. This is our second film in the IMDb Top 10 that we're breaking down as well. Do you remember the other one? Wow, I've already forgotten my trivia. It's the third one. Can you remember the other two? Pulp Fiction. There's one. What's the other one?
1: Okay, it's not Shawshank or Godfather Two. Yeah, it's not Godfather the ones we've broken one down before. Or uh,
0: what else is in the top ten? Do you want me to just put you out of your misery? No, you can't think of nine other it's films, eight other films. It's not the mate. Oh, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Very good. There you go. There you go.
1: See, I was trying to think of good films, which is why it took me so long to get to the
0: good, the bad, and the ugly. You like that film.
1: Yeah, I do, but it's not in the same class as the others, is it? Let's no, it's be not. Honest.
0: Let's, all right, let's get into this film, Dean. The Forging of the Rings. Originally, this prologue was supposed to be spoken by Elijah Wood. Which is stupid. What about Ian McKellen? Makes much more sense. But still kind of stupid, considering- Bye. Those two weren't there during all this. So why are they talking about it? You get Galadriel. She can explain it. It Gives it an emphasis of timelessness for the elves. I must say, some of what she says does not add up for me. Go on then. Are you starting off negative with this film? Oh yeah. You ready? Oh God, Mr. Negative Dean here. All right, here we go. She says, For none now live
1: who remember." She was there. Also, Alrond was there. You tell me they've forgotten.
0: Are we we, we looking at like a three-star film here? She's literally telling us the story
1: as she was there, and she says, now no one alive remembers it.
0: You're alive. I think we just lost every single Lord of the Rings fan because of that. I think I just blew everyone's mind. (laughs) Wait till we get all the comments. You're wrong, Dean. You're wrong. How am I wrong? I'm not I'll explain it. I'm not wrong. No, you watch. They'll they'll get their Lord of the Rings uh, autobiographical. He says, None book out. who leave
1: remember it. Alrond was there. He remembers it. Galadriel is literally maybe they're telling the story.
0: Maybe they're dead when they say this. What the fuck? <laughs> what are you
1: even saying? Maybe she's dead when she says it. Yeah, maybe it's the afterlife. You're an idiot. All right, that is going to get comments and complaints.
0: You're an idiot for losing half our listeners who are big Lord of the Rings fans. But many rings were given to all the different races of the land.
1: Well, not all the races, though. I for one, feel that the hobbits were fairly shortchanged Is it because they're so short? They give nine. Nice. They give nine to the realm of men, right? And zero to the little ones. (laughs) Zero hobbits get a ring. They didn't give it
0: to the little ones.
1: (laughs) Why aren't they getting a ring? They're smart enough. They know what's going on. What Why are they the going to the do rings? with it? What are they going to do with it? Well, I mean, what do Protect they- Protect it. What does everyone do with it? What do the what men do? What do they do with the yeah, rings? They look nice. That's what they do. But three to the elves, seven <laughs> the dwarves, yeah. and to the dwarves, nine to men. Where are they coming up with these ratios as well? <laughs> Rolling like a dice? Three to the elves and nine to men? Surely the elves will be like, <clears throat> Maybe they're the three- Excuse
0: me. Maybe they're the three, like, wise Surely elves. Surely we can go six each of you guys. <laughs> but maybe there's the three high priest elves and then or like- priestesses. Yes. And then there's the like the, the lackey elves. They don't get a ring. They didn't do anything. Seven dwarves got a ring. Maybe because they need- s- I was about to throw in a Snow White reference. That would have been funny if I thought of it quick enough, but I didn't.
1: And you wonder why everyone says I am the actual entertainment of this podcast. <laughs>
0: Who says that? Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say maybe they had three to the elves because they were more wise. They could deal with three. Speaking they need to of dish wise, out seven to the dwarves because they're not as wise. Uh,
1: this is, as we've said, narrated by Galadriel, the elf. Okay, she says three were given to the elves, immortal, wisest and fairest of them
0: all. Well, that cuts out my their dead talk.
1: Apparently, not the most humble race, so it would appear.
0: Oh. <laughs> This is going to be our longest breakdown ever.
1: (laughs) I must say, I do like that because in the book it starts with The whole like history of Hobbiton and Mm -hmm. farming life and what's important to Hobbit's and whatnot. Have you read the books? No. Oh, I've read some of them. I've read this stuff. And all this information that we're learning now doesn't, we don't learn as a reader until Gandalf comes back when he's talking to Frodo about the ring. Yes. Okay. But I think it is such a great opening to set up this world and to also provide such a stark contrast to his, the world of Middle Earth, and his little Hobbiton. Like these people are not. They're not part of this world. Like they're in it, but they have nothing to do with anything from the outside, really.
0: Yeah, they're like the Tasmania of uh, Middle Earth. <laughs> I was wow. for a reaction. That's a cut. That's, That's a cut. great.
1: No, we're keeping that. That is a classic bad Hendo joke that we hear. Well, I'll be honest. Most of them, I, I, and I leave can in. And you get more jokes like this in the cutting then, room and floor. And then Hendo, then Hendo listens to it again and like, Nah, I got to cut that out. I
0: sound <laughs> stupid. But what you were saying, I do agree with you. How you need to tell the story of the ring because, especially when you got Bilbo coming up soon with the ring and how powerful it is, you already know its power and its wonders. Like if you just cut straight into the start of you know Hobbiton and they just there's this mysterious ring, they you know nothing about. I don't know. It kind of doesn't have that same effect. No, I absolutely agree. What about the battle on Mount Doom? Not bad. It's not bad. I mean, not bad. It's
1: pretty good, isn't it? I actually like the way the camera. Like, this is the first time we see the massive um, computer program really going, and yes. I do like the way that the the armies meet each other. Especially that shot where the camera sort of flies overhead, and then you get the line of elves, and like in succession, they are raising their fuck. I don't even know what weapons are spears. I think bow and arrows. No, they're not raising their bow and <laughs> arrows. You fuck. Um, they're all raising their bow and arrows. Yeah. <laughs> their spears, like towards the camera, like in succession. Do you know the shot I'm talking? And there were
0: so many shots in this movie. As the
1: orcs meet that No, it was a great shot, though.
0: I'll take your word for it.
1: One question. And I feel like a lot of the questions I'm going to ask of you, I know you have no idea. Not just because you're you, but because you're not a big, like, Lord of the Rings fan. Like, the
0: Lord. At least I've got an excuse now. But is it ever said why Sauron does not turn invisible when he puts a ring on? Because he made the ring. Boom! Sorry, sorry. (laughs) I just dropped my mic. Oh, bro. Seriously? You're an idiot. And also,
1: when Frodo and Bilbo put on the ring, why don't they have the insane power where he just, like, hits a bunch of people and they just fly ages?
0: Because he- they didn't make the ring. How did you not understand this? What did you
1: think of uh, Sauron's kryptonite, though? He's, you know, cannot be defeated- Fingers. Unless, unless, you-, unless you cut his finger off. <laughs> oh, damn it, I should have made it a necklace. Ah, bullets, my only weakness. <laughs> Another shot I liked from that battle is when Alarons like yelling at the front of his army, and you see the, the arrows, the arrow like go behind him. So and like,
0: all the arrows that the elves were setting up, ready to go,
1: and you see the wind not like the blow
0: his fake long hair. Mm. I thought that was great. Yeah, when the arrows were going, not those spears. Were they throwing spears or were they doing bow and arrows? Because they're elves. What? No. Nah? Oh, are you still oh, going? oh, you zoned out. Did you? Yeah, perfect timing. What are you doing? But we clearly see the power of the ring here, and we've got Isildur taking over the ring here. Who? Isildur. <laughs> It's a Sildor. What's it's that? Isildur. I'm sorry. You get you get to laugh uh, at me for saying Isildur, but I can't laugh at you for saying Austin.
1: I mean, his name should be Sean Austin, yeah. No,
0: why? Because you said so. Sean, you're missing the U, mate. Who has the last name? Aston. <laughs> I'm going to keep that lame you, joke. That lame you, joke's going to stay right in my mouth. How did you not say Sean? <laughs> no, I was going to say Martin. <laughs> anyway, let's get back on track. I feel like we've veered off track like 18 times so far. All
1: right, here we get our first look at Gollum.
0: Yes, played by... Dominic Monaghan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that iconic Andy Circus character.
1: Yeah, Andy Circus was not on set at this
0: point, and uh, it was voiced by Mary. Yes. That's- yeah. Billy Boyd is Pippin. That's right. Or Pip, as his friends know him. But Gollum gets the ring here 500 years. That's how long he has it for.
1: Yeah, and before that, 2,500 years.
0: Yeah, so this is a pretty long story. This is a long story. Mm. I didn't realise that all, all these characters were so old.
1: Yeah, okay, tell me this. So, Bilbo gets the ring, right? Yes. Yeah. And they say in it that he hasn't aged because he had the ring, mm. which is how Gollum is able to live so long. Yes. Agreed? Okay. Why is it when Bilbo loses the ring, he ages almost instantly, and the next time we see him, he's this frail old man, but Gollum, when he loses the ring, decades later, he looks the same.
0: Go on. Must be all those- fish heads he's eating. I thought you were going to say, because
1: he made the ring. But he didn't. Yeah, I know he didn't.
0: Then why would I say that? Because you're an idiot. I feel like my, he made the ring, it is it is Sauron's ring. He has the power, that's why. But I think my answers are pretty bloody good there. You just you just can't fathom that I insta-answered that correct. Your insta-answer
1: for the latest question was, because he ate fish
0: heads. Because your question's stupid. <laughs> But like you said, Bilbo gets the ring here, starts writing his book. Yeah, we get the Riddles in the Dark reference.
1: Do you know what Riddles in the Dark is? Nope. It's a chapter in The Hobbit. Have you read The Hobbit at least? Red? Read? Read? B- but books? What? Well, when you're off, you're really off, aren't you? I
0: remember the last time I read a
1: book. Really? Well, you should. Might learn something. No, you should watch read the movie. What, I went
0: and watched the movie. You and should read was, Lord of the Rings.
1: And it was- Okay. Really? Not a Lord of the Rings fan? The Hobbit. <laughs> the one you got me to watch. The book is quite good. Anyway, but that's the title card we get now, Fellowship yes. of the Ring.
0: Yeah, and we get a little summation about what hobbits are and what they're all about.
1: Which but, is basically farming and pipe weed.
0: Yep, food, drinks. I'm not going to relate to that. Getting high. Yeah, why not? But we get the introduction to Frodo and Gandalf here.
1: Yeah, what do you make of Gandalf's introduction? It's playful. I think it's amazing. Do tell. Well, I just love that he is this mysterious figure, you know, and Frodo says something to him and he's like, A wizard
0: is never linked. And you're like, whoa, shit. All yeah. right.
1: oh, grumpy this- old man. Yeah, this guy's grumpy. And then, nah, he's just playing. There he's are really you a charmer. Joker.
0: you get a Gandalf. <laughs> no, it's great. <laughs> so, obviously, they needed the hobbits to look much, much shorter. And spe- then especially Gandalf the big wizard here so how they did with that or, or just normal sized wizard <laughs> okay so <laughs> you got a jab for everything so they use forced perspective to get this done not CGI trickery so in this scene where they're filming on the cart. Elijah Wood is about three feet behind you know, Ian McAllen. I was actively looking for this stuff, watching it this time. Couldn't see it. It's still done so well. It is. Really well done. But we quickly see the power of this ring here where Bilbo is just missing it. It's just he's misplaced it and he loses it. He freaks out. Just just by having it in a pocket on a shirt he's not wearing right now. Hmm. Well, it's very precious to him, Hendo. How many precious jokes are you gonna just, throw? Just wait in- till the two towers. Oh no. <laughs> But Gandalf has a bit of a bad reputation around this place, a disturber of the peace. Well, these hobbits are a
1: peaceful folk, and Gandalf- Likes to set off fireworks. It's not just that, but like he came to Hobbiton as he is now, once upon a time, and set Bilbo off on his journey to the
0: Misty Mountain. Yeah, news to me. What do you mean? You've seen The Hobbit, haven't you? Yeah, I can't remember any of the places they went. That's like the first five minutes of the movie. I can't remember that. It was years ago. All right. So we get Gandalf coming to see Bilbo. Bilbo's talking about how he just wants to get away from everything. Now he's he's done this scene where Gandalf or Ian McKellen, bangs his head on the wood on the, on the ceiling it was legit. wasn't supposed to happen, and Peter Jackson thought it was such a funny little scene, especially his his acting reaction of when he hit the hit the plank of wood on his yeah, head. Yeah,
1: he actually laughs a little because I was watching because yeah. I'd I'd read some trivia before I watched the movie. Oh, I'll be honest, I watched this movie twice this week, and I I was looking for things the second time, and yeah, he. He hits it and he laughs like you idiot. Yeah. I like that they kept that in.
0: But they have a big old party here, all the hobbits. They love to party, don't they?
1: I mean, they're a fun-loving group. Sure. Lots, I like, lots I of d- ale? Yeah, lots of ale. Lots of weed. Uh, but they say that he invited half the town or half the Shire and the other half are coming anyway. What sort of a prick would invite half the Shire?
0: Bilbo. Like, just The kind of guy all. who gets up to give a speech and tells them all they're all pricks and- Yeah. He's really not very nice. No, I'm he's not. I'm surprised anyone came. Well, I don't think they would come after that. Maybe because they're hobbits and they're all loving and they're easy to forgive. Except Bilbo. I mean, they're prick. not simpletons.
1: I never said they were. was like, oh, they love fun.
0: They're easy to forgive. They're like What's, normal. Well, why does that- make them a simpleton. Makes them caring and warm-hearted. You are correct. Yes. I love it how Bilbo basically tears them all a new one, puts the ring on, gets back to his house,
1: and Gandalf's there already. You son of a bitch. Yeah, he's very happy with himself, is
0: Bilbo. Yes, he is. Until he gets caught.
1: And Gandalf's just like, no, there are many magic
0: rings and none are to be trifled with. Except in Gandalf accent, obviously. Which he cannot do. I mean, that's true. I can't. So when Bilbo drops a ring on the ground and it just lands flat on the ground. Yeah, the ground was actually magnetized. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> to make the ring seem heavy and strong. <laughs> well done, mate. Uh, just give
1: me all that thunder. I'll take that. Now. Were
0: you ever going to plan to say that or were you just waiting for me to set it up so you nah, can just knock it out of the I'm fire? You, I tell
1: you, I haven't even written this stuff down. I'm, just I'm setting up the it. shot
0: and you come in and smash it out of my hands. <laughs> But Frodo rocks up and Gandalf decides that he's going to give Frodo the ring. And this is where Gandalf goes off to do his research about everything about the ring. You got, you got some trivia for me here? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, well, I'm not going to start talking about it. Why don't you just go for it then?
1: I mean, this is the biggest difference between the books and the movies here, the sense of time. So, in the movie, it feels like it's like one day from when Gandalf goes, does his research and comes back. In the, in the books, it's 17 years And by the time Frodo actually leaves with the ring... On his journey, he's 50. Doesn't look 50. No, he does not look 50. You know, he's he's a young, he's very young looking. But no, everything in the movie feels so, not rushed, but more sped up. Like everything is urgent and uh, I know that's how it's got to be in a in a movie. There's got to be the sense of urgency. But I just thought the difference in time is, is enormous.
0: Yeah, I don't think they want to throb a 50 years later. No, because it loses all momentum. Yeah. Like, they're talking about how, like, this ring needs to get- the, the story is, you've got to get this ring to Mount Doom in 50 years.
1: So, <clears throat> now we get another shot of what we will learn is Mordor, and we get this creature
0: Gollum being tortured. The now- information, I gather. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And he only says two words, Baggins and Shire. Now, I'm a little rusty on my Hobbit trivia, but-
0: Would he not know Bilbo's first name? Does, not- does he mention it in the Hobbit movies? Yeah, I don't remember.
1: But, I don't know. I, I thought it was odd. But now we're introduced to our nine ring the Nazgul.
0: Yes, these are some terrifying creatures, if I do say so myself. How great is the design? Like, I know they're just, like, men in these black clothes. they look like death. But, man, they're great. They do. They look very good. Even their horses, they just look messed up too. I guess my question is-
1: What prompts everything in this movie? What is the catalyst that actually sets off, you know, Sauron and his army of finding Gollum, of trying to track down the
0: ring? Maybe they've been doing it for so long. Did it have anything to do with Bilbo putting the ring on when he. But he puts it on all the time in The Hobbit. Like he uses it all the time. Were they searching for him in that? Well, not that we know of. I don't know. I don't know if that's part of it. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I just, I'm sure someone out there knows. If you do, please let me know, because I'm very curious. Not me. (laughs) No, Hendo could not give two shits. But Gandalf's
0: back, half his little journey of information, throws the ring in the fire. That's when they find out that this is actually the the one ring to rule them all.
1: He does have some good lines here, Gandalf. Is it secret? Is it safe? I think I remember that from the trailer. I did watch the trailer as well as part of my research. It's a good trailer. Definitely have that. And my axe in it. And my axe is in everything. As well it
0: should. True. Man, your your quip at the start was amazing. Why? (laughs) It's just out of (laughs) nowhere. But, yep, they're basically setting up the the start of the journey here. Frodo needs to go to the Prancing Pony to meet up with Gandalf, who's off to go see Saruman.
1: Yeah, Saruman. Do you reckon it's, like, do you think J.R. Tolkien was trying to be a dick when he, he names the main two characters almost the same thing? Main
0: two bag How do you not get that Saruman is in with Sauron? <laughs> you're
1: like,
0: hmm, maybe I shouldn't talk to this guy. I
1: mean, I think that's silly because he's known him for years. Although, you just have to look at Saruman and that's be like-
0: quite a coincidence. You're kind of a creepy dude. Yeah. little sneaky Sam here, hiding in the bushes.
1: I ain't been dropping no eaves. I always remember that line, the gardener. Our Sam. Do you like Sam? He's he's cool. We haven't really spoken about, like, your opinion on these characters. So... I mean, I'm sure we'll get to him
0: as we go along the way here. Are you a Frodo fan? Do you stand Frodo? Do, am I a Frodo stan? Yeah. I mean, he's all right. Wow. I'll wait and see what happens in the next movies. I think at
1: the end of... Part two, okay, the Fellowship of the Ring, we should rank the members of
0: the Fellowship in order of like preference. Okay. We can't do it now. You wanna do it now? Nah, let's do it at the end. No, nah, we'll do it at the end. No, nah, because these these characters obviously have their growth and their arcs in this in this even well, in this specific movie.
1: Yeah. Some of them. Some of them do, yeah. Some of them don't. Some of them have mo- like some of trilogy them have long like, arcs. Some of some of them have like four lines.
0: Some of them are little dicks and Wow. They're still little dicks by the end of it. I don't think the Hobbits can help that end though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think Gandalf gets the shock of his life here when dum dum dum, Saruman is bad. Who didn't see that one coming? Gandalf, that's who.
1: Gandalf, definitely Gandalf. I must say, it was having watched it on the second time, it was odd seeing Isengard so green and luscious. Yeah, because in my mind, it's always Just that like dark and barren, gray and grim. Yeah, like mining area basically where he's making all the weapons and Orcs or Urukai, I should say. How good's the
0: the the. the- the wizard staff battle. Boom! Like, they don't even touch each other and they just go flying around you the place. It. it was good. It was okay. I love- <laughs> Seriously, the one thing I'm like, that's really good. I'm like, eh, it's alright. Surprised- it's like you're waiting for it.
1: I'm surprised that's the thing you'd pick you know, like- out is, oh, how good's this fight <laughs> between the two 70 year old men? It's like, I mean, it's. It's fine. You've
0: got your notes here. Excellent. Oh, let's cross that one out. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine.
1: It's fine. I, I mean, Christopher Lee, he's he's so good at his line delivery here. He's just like... Your love of the halfling's leaf has clearly slowed your mind. I mean, he's, he's flat out just calling Gandalf a stoner.
0: I did not pick up on that. Really? <laughs> Oh, burn, old Saruman. Yeah,
1: he's, he's onto it.
0: I mean, awesome if Gandalf just busted out her. Well, that's uh, like your opinion, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, nah, we're introduced to the Palantir here, the, uh, the, the orbs. the yes. The all-seeing orbs,
0: which obviously, oh, well, maybe not obvious. Do you remember them coming back? Nope. Do they come back? Thanks for spoiling that for me. <laughs> they come back, yeah. I I'm going to be watching two towers come up and just anticipating these orbs. Well,
1: see how that goes for you. But- I just think, like, going back to the spoiler warning at the start, I probably should
0: be more aware of not spoiling it for you. (laughs) (laughs) But we go back to Frodo and Sam here, and they bump into old Merry and Pippin, stealing food, being dicks.
1: I mean, I am looking forward to any scene where especially Pippin- Is not a, a dick. Especially Pippin is actually useful. Cause I'm sure that happens watching up. this, he causes yep, everything. the majority of their issues in this Do you imagine how film?
0: easier their their journey would have been if they oh, did Pippin there? So much. Would have been one movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> so you are the Fellowship of the Ring. Next scene, and it. <laughs> but no, they. What is it? The wind starts coming at them. The noise, the sounds. The wind. Yeah, they see the wind coming at them. They're like, "Get the off the road!" Sc-
1: yeah, the screeching of the the Nazgul. But I did like the camera effect, sort of that almost Hitchcockian mm. way of the uh, the, zo- the zoom in pull back. Yeah, the zoom in pull back. I'm pretty sure that's its technical name. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that that was that was a good effect. And then I think it
0: was actually called the zoomy pulley. <laughs> zoomy pulley. Yeah. But this scene. Yeah. This was this was intense.
1: This is a great scene. Yeah. If I had to give an excellent for part one, it could have be this.
0: Yeah, we did agree to put <laughs> one excellent for the entire- a Spoiler video.
1: alert. My excellent is not in this part. Yeah, me too. Me too. Nice. Um, But no, this this bit here—he's
0: almost compelled to put the ring on. He's just like like his eyes, are like going to the back of his head. Yeah, he loves rolling his eyes back. He's good at it, Frodo. Yeah,
1: he's you know he's good.
0: Oh, Sam stops him. Luckily,
1: I mean, Sam—you want to talk about how useless Pip is? Sam is the opposite of that.
0: Sam, like I always had the impression for some reason that like Sam was like the annoying one who was always getting in the way. What for? Like the majority of. Like the, the 2000s.
1: Don't you lose him, Sam Ice Gamgee. He's really good. Don't you go lose him. I like Sam. And I don't mean to. Mr. Frodo. Oh, I can't wait to get to the Return of the King. <laughs> he has some amazing <laughs> lines in that film.
0: Nighttime. <laughs> oh, no, hold on. Hold on. No? Okay. Now,
1: before, before we go to nighttime, Chaz. These are these, like, all-powerful nine riders who we learn later to be the nine men who were gifted the rings. Like, they, this one rider here is defeated in this moment by Mary or Pip, one of them, throwing a bag away. And they're like, oh,
0: what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It's like a dog.
1: And, like, the next scene, it's night time. So, it's not like they've run and then the rider's like, ah, there they are. It's like they they
0: actually did lose him for a bit. But then they're, like, running through and then, whoa, he's right there. Buckleberry Fairy. But, like we said, they get chased. Here through the night, finding a random raft on the on the river or wherever the hell they are. The jump, Ferry. the jump that Frodo took. Yes. Why not. was Frodo last, by the way? Yeah, they all jump. Like, come here, Frodo, Quit. They're like, How oh, did you help oh, sh- him? Oh shit, you're actually the only one that matters here.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but that jump. Apparently, on one of the takes, Elijah Wood overshot his jump and ended up in the river. Nice. Mm.
1: I must say it is good like on on this watch seeing you know the weaknesses of the ring raves uh water so, so yeah water like so
0: why not stay in the water horses can swim But can they? They're on top of the horse. They don't need to swim. Maybe it's like a Wicked Witch of the West. Get a little bit of water on them. I'm melting.
1: The next crossing is 20 miles down the river. Wouldn't they get there quicker on the horse? Across the river. Just swim. Maybe they don't swim. Horses. Them. As I said, they don't need to swim. They could just take the horses in.
0: But what if the horse falls or something and they're stuck in the middle of the water? Why would they take that risk? I wonder why they didn't start with the big dragons. They get big dragons in later movies. Because then it'd be movie, one movie. They lose. <laughs> yeah. But they make it into Brie. Did you catch the cameo? Walter Frey? I saw Walter Frey. Is that the guy at the door? No. That's definitely him. It's definitely not Walter Frey. Who is it? I swear that was Walter Frey.
1: No. I saw Peter Jackson. Okay. As long as you saw Peter Jackson's Who's
0: cameo. that guy at the door? I swear that was that guy. It's not Walter Frey. Okay, I stand corrected. But he bloody looked like him. Old angry man is not always Walter Frey, Ando. Are you sure? Yes. But no, they make it into the prancing pony here, and we get our first introduction to Strider. Mr. Strider! I didn't know, I didn't realise that oh, Sam God. calls him Strider the entire movie. Yeah. Where everyone else starts calling him Aragorn. Yeah. In the books,
1: his character is so cool. But he's not cool here? No, he is. He's just- I remember in the books, it's like, ooh, Strider,
0: so mysterious. And then so quickly, you sort of learn about him. But Do you like Strider or Aragorn? Uh, Strider's like his uh, street name. Yeah, Aragorn's cool. Aragorn's cool. He's very knowledgeable, our Aragorn. Yes, he is. Poor Frodo gets named and shamed, I guess, here. Again. Pip-hip. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yep. I said that a lot during this movie. <laughs> what do you think of the ring landing on the actual finger? As it like it flies in the air. Mm. I mean, it's an iconic shot, but it looks a little weird.
1: Well, it's, the ring has a mind of its own. It wants to be found. So it why doesn't it? it why doesn't it
0: float on his? It hand hasn't another time?
1: accidentally fallen in that exact spot.
0: It has, you know, moved to ensure that it falls on his finger. Did they make Frodo try to grab it with his finger out? Well, it lands so on it. He
1: grabs it like a palm outspread, and the ring mm. moves to make sure it lands on his finger. Okay. I feel like I feel like you're underestimating the power of the one ring to rule them all. I'll allow this. But no, that gets the attention of Sauron. So, this is the first time we see the great eye. Yes, we do. No, it's not. Isn't it? Gandalf sees it when he touches the- uh, Ah, yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. First time for Frodo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's the first time the eye sees Frodo. Yeah, so he knows that
0: this is the guy he's looking for. Because he, he literally says, I see you. Mm. That is scare the shit out of you. I like the fake out with the, the stabbings when they come into the room and they're all like the pillows bunched up in the bed.
1: I really don't mean to, but it was it was fine. Um, it's not. Why like, do you do these things? No, I real, I was saying, I was like- Why oh, do you, you hate you, this movie? You're going to pick on me for picking on the thing that you actually say you like. But Do I like this movie more than you? I just think there's no way this was ever going to happen. There's no way at- What are we at now? Probably an hour 20. They're going to kill all four hobbits. That'd be amazing if they did. Can you imagine that? <laughs> but no, now we've got- Well, now we've added Aragorn to their- Strider. To their group. He's taking them to Rivendell, to the house of Elrond. Yes. Some, the journey along the way here. Some what funny- about a Second Breakfast? Yeah, some funny, iconic stuff there.
0: Yeah, that was okay.
1: Elevensies. That was my favourite. <laughs> 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 ah, haha. Is- one of the most obvious extended edition scenes here. Just
0: uh, Aragon singing? Aragon singing. Yeah, I figured this was an extended. Yep.
1: Again, it's like it's about an elf lady who gave her love to a man. And what happened to her? She died. Like, let's just foreshadow this stuff even more. Yeah. Not necessary. Like, we're going to see this stuff play out pretty soon. Do you prefer the theatrical version or the extended? No extended I love Lord of the Rings yeah, and the, more, more, the more the better The more the merrier yeah. Like there's no way The more the Pippin Not bad <laughs> uh, There's no way I'd want less Like it, it's great But there are scenes Where you pick out And you're like Yeah this this feels Unnecessary But you
0: still love it Oh yes What about this scene Where they're cutting down All the trees We're gonna, we're gonna see some more Viggo Mortensen singing Just so you know Can't wait Oh yeah It's much better than this Cutting down the trees Getting ready for a battle I guess
1: Yeah they certainly aren't too happy about that Are they I wasn't sure if you'd get that (laughs) Oh no I was hoping you wouldn't to be honest I was so tired (laughs) But no So when you're hiding from you know ring wraiths What what should you do at night? You should definitely
0: make a fire and cook some food I think so And then speak really loudly some bacon sausages What? Shut the fuck up Fucking pip. Jesus. I like this scene. This is good. Oh, it's a great
1: scene. Yeah. It is a great scene. Because um,
0: I, I thought maybe he I was under the impression that you go into the ring, you're pretty safe in there. No, you get stabbed. Like, damn.
1: You thought he was safe when he put the ring
0: on? Like, I thought he, he hides. He's invisible from all these things. Oh. Uh, yeah, nah. Definitely not. No. He's still vulnerable in there. But Aragorn is a fucking beast, isn't he? I'm not, I don't know about this. Like, Why, why do you do this? No, I love why this. Why am I saying these I good things? Love- like, oh, no, no. <sighs> I
1: love the scene and I did read that like the swordmaster said Vigo Mortensen is like the best skilled swordsman he's ever trained or some shit. They're just talking the movie up even so. I love the scene, but do you really think one man should be able to single-handedly defeat five of the Nazgul? Yeah, when you're Aragorn, I just I don't know. I saw it. I was like, wow, he does
0: it all by himself. Yeah, because these are like the mini like, why buses. Why are they even running? Just stand your ground, fight them. It's better to run than to have to face them. But when you face them, he does the job. He does do the job. Yeah,
1: I love the shot of him throwing the the fire on the stick and it goes straight inside the hood, like yes. right into his face. It was good. So another weakness was we found: fire.
0: These guys aren't really that tough. They uh, their well, weaknesses they're all, they're are mostly all... most elements. <laughs> 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 yeah, I can't touch water. I can't touch fire. <laughs> so I'm the worst.
1: But no, Frodo does get stabbed before Aragorn fights them all, which is really significant.
0: But you know he's not going to die. This is true. Mm. So is the stab nothing?
1: And in the books. It's like days until they get to Elrond from here. Well, we've already established that the book is more, much more extended. And it's not Arwen who takes him either. Some, oth- some
0: other some elf. Some rando. Yeah, rando elf. Mm. Randowin. <laughs> this is like our punniest episode ever. But we go back to Gandalf on top of the tower, watching all the orcs make their weapons, birthing, what is it? Urukai. Urukai, They're a mean looking bastard, aren't they? They are. Now that the uh, the other what are they called? The ones that Aragorn just defeated? The Nazgul. Yeah, now they're done. We move on to the next mini boss. Urukai. Yeah. It's a good mini boss though. I really
1: like this He's good. Does he have a name? I couldn't find one. Frank. <laughs> wow. Do you actually think that's funny? Do you?
0: <laughs> oh, I just wanted to see your reaction. It was of disgust.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no, we get Gandalf on top of Isengard here. And he catches the moth. And he whispers to it.
0: What does he whisper? Eagle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The eagles are coming. I did really like the montage of the weapon making, though, like all the armor. I thought that was really cool. Cool.
0: Yeah, but Frodo's in some uh, deep shit at the moment. He's He's looking bad. He's looking rough.
1: Yeah, apparently he's close to passing into the Shadow Realm and he'll become a wraith like them. That's not good. So, why is there
0: only nine of them
1: if all you need to do is stab someone and then- Walk away for a bit. Maybe they need to stab them with the ring on. I don't think so.
0: I don't think so either. No, I don't think these nine people had the ring on before.
1: Did you notice that they're actually standing in the clearing now, where there's all these trolls that had turned to stone that Bilbo talked about earlier?
0: No, must have missed that one.
1: Yeah, it's like one of the one of the highlights of the Hobbit book where they're caught by trolls and they're deciding like how to eat them and stuff, and Bilbo sort of keeps them talking until the sun comes up and they all turn into stone. Okay. And this is like that area. It's I don't know, cool little callback.
0: Cool. You're all about the trivia and the tidbits tonight, aren't this you, mate? This movie
1: is wasted on you.
0: I'm sorry. Oh, excuse it me, how wasted. dare you? I have had so much trivia you're just like, no, nope, I'm going to say it this time. It is a good chase, though, through the forest here. Visually stunning. Yes, it is. Good score, too. I mean, the score I mean, in every scene is, is fantastic. Incredible. Yeah. like gives the horse waves. It's not just the wave that comes down. It's horses. It looked awesome. Hmm. Nice line from her here. If you want him, come and claim him. Yeah, Arwen is a very strong
1: character. So I think I think this was actually a very good introduction for her as well.
0: Did you read some trivia about Liv Tyler?
1: Yeah, apparently that she changed her voice. Ah, you're a bastard. So much that her father, uh, Stephen Tyler, lead singer of Aerosmith, um, actually thought that they modulated her voice, but no, she's just that talented, being able to change your voice slightly. <laughs> it's an incredible power. <laughs>
0: But they do make it to Rivendell, Gandalf escapes, a little Hey, trickery. can I ask
1: something? So, we're seeing all this landscape, right? Which is, this movie's obviously filmed in New Zealand and had a massive, you know, tourism boom because mm. of this movie. Still being felt today, although maybe not actually today because you can't fly anywhere. But do you think that this movie's effect on, like, global perception of New Zealand could be compared to the global perception of Australia after Crocodile Dundee? Because when I think of New Zealand,
0: I only think
1: sweeping landscapes. I think Hobbiton. Do they have cities in New Zealand?
0: I think that's where Sam lives. In a city or Hobbiton? Hobbiton. Yeah, Hobbiton would be right. I love how Gandalf does the older uh, Marty McFly onto the DeLorean trick from Back to the Future 2. Well, give me a sec. Gandalf does
1: the Marty McFly onto the DeLorean. Ah, oh, just jumps off the edge of the tower. Yeah. Onto the eagle. Yeah, those eagles. They really they, are. They're a, very intelligent. They, they know they what they're doing. They are a massive deus ex machina in this series. Imagine the eagle looking again. Go,
0: what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> Where did you come from? <laughs> yeah, so we're at the- uh- Basically, the regular movie runtime now an hour thirty, where everyone is reuniting. This could be his own movie. This could this could have been the end. I had to get to Rivendell. They've done it. The end. They've done it. Yeah.
1: I did like this bit though, where Gandalf uh, speaks to Frodo as he wakes up, and Frodo's like, "Oh, why weren't you at the prancing pony or whatever?" He says, and you cut to Gandalf who is who has voiceover narrating what's happened hmm. because you don't know what, what what happened to him too. No, but then you realize it's just in his mind. He does, He's not actually saying that to Frodo.
0: Well, I didn't see that. Yeah, he doesn't tell Frodo that. Wow!
1: No, it's just, you watch it again, you'll realise that like he's just like, uh, "I was delayed." That's what he says after oh, you get that yeah. long scene of how what happened and how he got away. Oh, cool! He doesn't want to tell Frodo that you know his friend Saruman has betrayed them.
0: Oh, Bilbo's there with his book. And we're kind of setting up that Frodo, he's ready to go home. They're, they're done. And we're basically getting some back and forth print, all the different characters here. you got Gandalf and Elrond. Oh, so we're at the Council of Elrond now. No. This is more about the backstory of Isildur and.
1: Isildur. Yeah.
0: And how the blood relation of Aragorn as well. And we got a little Sean Bean. Fuck yeah.
1: Fuck yeah, Sean Bean. An hour and a half in.
0: A good Sean Bean.
1: He's very good. I mean, same with the other, like Legolas and Gimli. Yeah,
0: they're There's all, they're all great.
1: Yeah, they are all great at varying degrees. I already guess.
0: showing his disrespect here, dropping the sword on the ground after he gets a little cut on himself.
1: Yeah, what do you make of that scene? Because, like for me, I think he's just embarrassed that he dropped it, or that that he. I was- think it's a
0: mixture of both.
1: Yeah, and then like you can tell, like he stops and looks back. It's not like he doesn't care about it or care about the history, but yeah, he just he acts in a very peculiar way. And then it's obviously juxtaposed with. Aragorn, who picks it up so gently, places it. He is very much, you know, respectful of the past. He knows his heritage. And he needs to be respectful of the past. He needs to be aware of the past so that the past does not repeat itself. Exactly. Which is his biggest fear. Like, he's like the blood of a sealed or throat flows through me. Arwen, you know, basically says to him, You aren't your ancestors or whatever she says.
0: Yeah, but they have a little embrace here before we get to the council meeting. Arguments afoot here. This is where we find out Aragorn is the hair the to the throne. The hair to the throne the indeed. Hair. The <laughs> hair. Even the heir? The heir, air. The heir. <laughs> Is the hair to the throne, and what a bunch of hair it is! I actually read that everyone in this movie is wearing a wig. Did you hear that one? Everyone in this movie is wearing a wig. Yes, except for one character, and it is Peter Jackson's son. I Uh, thought you were going to say Peter Jackson. No, Peter Jackson's son is playing a little hobbit in as opposed to a big hobbit. (laughs) For fuck's sake! (laughs) Yeah, he's usually large hobbit. (laughs) Otherwise known as a man. But we're basically at the point here where the fellowship gets formed. Poor yeah. old, selfless Frodo. He will take the ring.
1: So there's an extended scene here of Boromir getting up. That whole bit where he tries to touch it and Gandalf gets up and mm. starts chanting the black speech. None of that. Yeah, is I don't in the I did not remember that. It just starts with him saying we should use it as a weapon. Mm. I actually prefer it not being there.
0: Do you need a little, little bit yeah, more but you, setup? You, of you get his it anyway. You
1: get it anyway. No, no. Even in this scene, you can tell he wants it. He wants to use it. He's not saying, "Right, we
0: need to destroy it." He wants to use the ring. Yeah, doesn't he mention like, "Let me take it, and I'll do good with this"? Paraphrasing.
1: Yeah, but we do learn a, a lot about Boromir here. I feel like he's one of the more fleshed-out characters.
0: Well, he needs to be in this movie. You know, he's.
1: We learn these very pride. He's like, "By the blood of our people, have we kept your land safe?" You know, to the elves and the dwarves. Wars. Yeah. So
0: he feels like it's his right that he should have the ring now. But then you get big, or well not big, little brute Gimli. Let's just smash it, and he gets you know a wake up call.
1: He does. I Also, love Hugo Weaving in this. Another perfectly cast character. Yeah, he's great. Like he's just that calm but strong and commanding at the same time. So be
0: cast he's- into the fires of Mount Doom. Isildur, throw it into the fire. No. Wouldn't you just like push him off the edge then? How great are all the flashbacks in this movie? They do a very good job in telling the backstory, I must say.
1: <laughs> and of course, we can't we can't go past this council without mentioning the one of the greatest memes of all time. One does not simply <laughs> Man, as soon as it comes up, I'm like oh yeah,
0: and just these like, the the movement of the hands, you <laughs> like, just you can see you can see the point where like the actual picture shows.
1: Yeah, we are introduced here to the elf versus dwarf rivalry, mm-hmm. obviously in particular Legolas and Gimli. Uh, there's, yeah, but they're all arguing, and Frodo says, "I will take it."
0: Well, all, while all this is happening, he's basically staring at the ring. You can see the flames in there. I will take the ring to Mordor. And everyone just goes silent. And what do you think?
1: of Gandalf's reaction here. Is Gandalf happy or disappointed that Frodo says that? I feel like he's happy because he knows that he is the only one that can do it. Yeah. Because in the books, it's never a question of uh, who's going to take the ring? Like from the get go, Frodo is going to take the ring to Mount Doom,
0: but not without Sam, of course, who pops out of nowhere. Mary and Pip, little sneaky bastards. I love how—I
1: mean, they we- just let anyone into this fellowship, don't they?
0: I love how Sam <laughs> walks up, and Elrond's like, "Oh, you know, that's 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 a bit comical." And then the other two show. Me, he's like, "What the fuck? <laughs> who are the guards?" Uh. And then you get that awesome line: "You shall be the fellowship." of- Oh, you mean and my axe. <laughs> <laughs> and that is where we're going to put a pin in this one for part one of Fellowship of the Ring. Seems a little appropriate, don't you reckon?
1: I mean, it does not it doesn't. Like, we've just- I feel like we're just getting going.
0: We are. We're about to start the journey. <laughs> We were in the journey of to the that journey is, that really is the intro to this
1: trilogy. Like now we have the group going to Mount Doom,
0: and I must say that first, what hour and forty? I think God, like, it
1: flies, doesn't it? it? It's so well paced and it's fantastic. Oh, this this movie!
0: I is, can't I can't wait to get to the next half.
1: Yeah, it's so much fun, and I've had so much fun talking to you about it. It's been really good talking to you know a pleb about these things. So. I mean, I was going to say I prefer noob. I thought we were going to say nudes. I was like, <laughs> just give me a yeah. minute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but we'll continue this conversation in the next episode, won't we, Dean? Indeed we will. Can you imagine a world immune to all forms of cancer? Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come for our fourth annual live stream for the cure. And this year, we need your help more than ever.
1: Please join us May 27th through May 31st for 48 hours of
0: live content from guests and podcasts around the world.
1: We'll be aiming for our most ambitious goal to date as we try to raise $10,000 for the Cancer
0: Research Institute. Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com for more information on this year's event and how you can be a part of it. Together, we can make a difference. Hey listeners, we just want to take a quick second here to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and listen to us banter on about movies and all things movie related.
1: Yeah, it really does mean a lot to the both of us. We're always looking to improve our show and get our name out there and there's a couple of ways you can help us.
0: Yeah, one of the easiest ways is to just get the word of mouth out there. Let your family and friends know about the show and where they can find us, which is pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio and of course Podbean. We're very thankful to Podbean for taking on our podcast.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's a great hosting site with a great app to go with it.
0: Yeah, what I like about Podbean's app is you can actually comment on the episode you're listening to and it goes straight to us and we can reply back immediately. We've also opened up a new little merch store over on TeePublic. We've got uh, a couple of t-shirts and hoodies and mugs and all that good stuff for sale. So if you're at all interested in getting a little bit of Movie Journey sweet, sweet merch, head on over there and see if anything tickles your fancy
1: amazing and if you'd like to get a hold of us you can do so over on Twitter Hendo controls our main handle at The Movie Journey and I am at Dean's 250 Journey you can also check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash The Movie Journey our letterbox pages where we keep our film diaries up to date I am at letterboxd.com Dino underscore J88 really rolls off the tongue and you can find Hendo at letterboxd.com Hendo and we all- We also have a new... Facebook discussion group.
0: Yeah, a little listener community going on over there.
1: Yeah, head on over, join up. We'd love for you to be a part of the discussion.
0: Exactly. Another way to help us out is to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes for us. And like we've said, if you screenshot your review and DM us, we'll send you out some new sweet, sweet merch. Or if you're really loving the show and want more, why not check out our Patreon, where we post another weekly show, Breaking Down Films Not on the IMDb Top 250 list.
1: Yeah, we've got over 70 episodes over there, including such classic film series like the Die Hard series, X-Men series... Mission Impossible series, as well as some notable film directors such as Wes Anderson, Edgar Wright, and even Quentin Tarantino.
0: Yeah, that's right. There's also tons of benefits over there. Early access to our main show, patron-only polls that we put out on the regular.
1: Yeah, exactly. You can even shape the show the way you want to by telling us what films you would like us to break down. So
0: what's coming up this week, mate? Well, Dean, it's our third Q&A episode. We get our patrons to dish us out a whole bunch of different questions they want us to answer, and we answer them. Pretty straightforward. It
1: is. So, if you're a patron, make sure you get on to it. Send us some questions.
0: Absolutely. We'd also like to give a big shout-out to our newest, latest patron, and that is Brendan. Thank you so much, mate, for joining the crew. Thanks, mate. We really appreciate the support. Yeah, we hope you enjoy all the brand new content you've got to check out now. Absolutely.
1: So, if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over to patreon.com slash themoviejourney and check out the myriad of rewards and benefits we have to
0: offer. All right, mate. Let's get to... Answer my question! The question, jerk! Where we ask is, what is your favourite film adapted from a novel? Non-comic book. I think everyone was pretty good with the rules there. Pretty, pretty good. Let's take a look at some responses over on Twitter.
1: Yeah, slides. From Qui-Gon Glenn. Murder on the Orient Express. Wonder which version?
0: The Agatha Christie one. You idiot. (laughs) J.W. Green says, The Godfather. Great movie. The book is even better.
1: Aliani Silvermist says The Lord of the Rings Trilogy.
0: Not bad, not bad. Suit Up Podcast says Jurassic Park. Just Joe says Jaws. It's another good choice. Andrew Davey says Psycho. Justin Ballard says Apocalypse Now. A lot of good choices here so far. Please watch this movie podcast. It's technically a novella, but The Shawshank Redemption is out in front. The novella is a peach too. Now, that's not on my list because it's a, like you said, novella. It was on my list, but someone told me off and made me take it
1: off. You didn't have to take it off.
0: Pop. I, don't, I, don't, I just find it funny how I have that much power over you that I can change your top five in the drop of a hat.
1: Hendo, you have no power over me. Power over me. <laughs> <laughs> power
0: over me. Toby. <laughs> Toby.
1: Uh, Pop Poor Review Podcast says Gone Girl.
0: Not bad. Gregory O'Neill says The Hunger Games.
1: Cinematic Blind Spot says my favorite movie and book is Silence of the
0: Lambs. Action Maniac says Casino Royale. Not the best, just my favorite. Interesting. Syndemic Nerd says, "The Green Mile." I've read that book actually. Have you? Is it as long as the
1: movie? Uh yeah, it took longer than three hours to read. I don't know if that. I don't
0: know what that means. Is that a long book?
1: Oh my god! <laughs> do you not read at all? Yes. Barely. No. Three hours to read a book is not long at all. It's a long. It's a normal size book. The real Doer says, "Schindler's List." Uh, Pinter Comics, Sir John says, "The Maltese Falcon."
0: And our last one from. Tony, stand by me. I thank you everyone for putting in a response over on Twitter. We're going to get to our top five and see who's going to win our competition this week. And as usual, let's start with you, mate. What's your number five? The Godfather. What is your number five? Mine is also The Godfather. Back to you, mate. What's your four? Fight Club. Hmm, nice choice. My number four is Full Metal Jacket. Interesting. Is it? No.
1: Uh, My number three, Goodfellas.
0: Good choice. Well, my number
1: three is City of God. Okay. My number two, Once Upon a Time in America.
0: Yeah, all right. We know how much you love that film. Just banged on about it for hours. Not as long as a movie, though. <laughs> no. My number two is A Clockwork Orange. Uh,
1: I guess we have the same number one, then. Cause... No, because
0: you've already said mine.
1: Uh, my number one
0: is A Lord of the Rings. My number one is Fight Club. Wow. Mm. Maybe if we did this list in five weeks' time, it might be on there.
1: I just think you look at... I did factor in for me this isn't like the order of these movies for me from best to worst or anything like that it's more like how great was the actual adaptation and I look at something like the huge universe that is Lord of the Rings trilogy of books and I think what they were able to do in the movies is so damn
0: impressive and has not been replicated I think you just gave your final thoughts for the entire trilogy do we need to do any more episodes on it? it's a good book okay alright looking at our top 5 combined here we have at number 5 Goodfellas 4 is A Clockwork Orange 3 is Once Upon a Time in America 2 is The Lord of the Rings number 1 is Fight Club Let's take a look. Let's go take a look at some people in our Facebook community and our patrons who didn't get any of our choices in the top five. Let's start off with previous winner, Luke James Human. He went with A Time to Kill, Train Spotting, Science of the Lambs, Jaws, and Life of Pi as his number one.
1: B Dizzle had Jurassic Park, John Carter, Little Jo. One. <laughs> John Carter, is this a joke? Little children, high fidelity and misery. Gee, John Carter really does stand out there, doesn't it, Hendo?
0: Well, I mean, you did a triple take on that one. I'm not even kidding. I have someone at work
1: who tells me weekly I should watch John Carter. He raves about it. You you
0: don't work with the BDs, do you?
1: (laughs) I wish. (laughs) I I just keep making fun of him and saying No. And then recommending him other movies. I was like, yeah, I spent like seven hours on Saturday watching Lord of the Rings,
0: but I just I just don't
1: have time for John <laughs> Carter,
0: mate. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at who won our competition this week. Now, runner-up was the other half of We Watch The Thing, Tofa, and he went with, from five to one, Fight Club, Goodfellas, No Country for Old Men, Blade Runner, and The Godfather. So we had two of our five with an honorable mention for Godfather. But our winner at the last second coming in is, I'm pretty sure it's Chris from the Roughhouse Podcast. And he's gone with, from five to one, Goodfellas. The Princess Bride, The Godfather, A Clockwork Orange, and Lord of the Rings. So three of our five with an honourable mention for The Godfather. Very nice. Yeah, not bad, bud. We'll get in contact with you, and we'll send you out some... Sweet, sweet merch. Sounds perfect, mate. You're spot on (laughs) with (laughs) (laughs) us. I didn't say that. That sounded pretty awesome to me. All right, and for next week's question of the week, again, it's a spoilery for this movie we're already breaking down. We're going to go with, what is your favourite Sean Bean death? I hope I've seen five. Oh, surely you have. And honestly, if you haven't, just go watch a Sean Bean death montage and go, hey, that's pretty good. What movie is that from?
1: Or I could just go watch
0: random Sean Bean movie. Any Sean Bean movie. (laughs) This is tournament. Let the
1: tournament begin!
0: Alright, Dean. it's time to find out the latest results in our Best 2010s Movie Film Tournament. The last match in our round of 32, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse took out Spotlight, 72% to 28 And that brought us into our final 16, where we've had one match done so far.
1: Next up, Inception took out Toy Story 3,
0: as it should, 69%. Okay, and we have seven other matches here. Let's take a quick look at them. Next match here, we have Django Unchained against Logan. Next up, Interstellar takes on Your Name. After that, we have Prisoners against the Dark Knight Rises. Ooh.
1: Then the Parasite. The Parasite. Of a movie that is the help takes on
0: Parasite. <laughs> nice save. <laughs> Next match. I think this is the uh, the feature match of the Final 16. Oh, we
1: have a feature match. I think it
0: is. Mad Max Fury Road against Avengers Infinity War. Ooh.
1: That's tough.
0: That is tough.
1: We have Joker
0: taking on Coco. Not so interesting? Mm, I think I know what's going to win. Well, I, could, I could see an upset. And our last match here, Whiplash against Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, it could be an interesting one. Well, we do have two picks different in this round of 16. So, Dean, you are up two at the moment. So, if I get them both right, we're back to equal in the heading into the final eight. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so, what's next? Obviously, it's the second half of The Fellowship of the Ring. It is. Thanks for listening, everyone. (laughs) Pretty much. That's what it is. (laughs) Like Dean said, thank you very much for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week for part two of Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Bye. Bye.